I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast, a Utini production, episode 44, The Clone Wars. Begun the Clone Wars. On this episode, what to do while in the horse latitudes of book releases. I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. Plus, final Project Luminous predictions. My name's Rex. You'll call me Captain or Sir. Also talking all things Clone Wars ahead of the premiere of Season 7. My designation is Trooper 27-5555, sir. We call him Fives. And now, here are your hosts. I'm Heavy. This is Echo. Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, and Dr. Charles Hankel. And Wes. The shift is happening. I feel it. I feel different. I feel lighter. Feel the force flowing within you. I'm already halfway done with this one, so. That's not the force, Corey. (laughs) Feeling better. No, it looks like like, like pee. Really, really dirty pee. Who is pee? Are you looking at? Dude. I had a lot of sick people, all right. <laughs> this is straight up looks like pee with somebody with like kidney injuries. What it Need looks like. Water. It's this color. <laughs> if your pee looks like this, go to a doctor. Mother of God. Well, that's a treat all for our right. visual people. I guess this is episode 44 of The Living Force, everyone. Welcome. I hope that's the last time we talk about pee. My name is Eric Eilerson. I'm one of your hosts. And with me, as always, are... The doctors first. The Cardinal of P himself, Dr. Corey Helton. The hey, man. Cardinal of P. I want that on the t-shirt. I like hey, that. You can, hey, you make them, so you can make that happen. That's true. I very well could. We also have Dr. Charles Hankel. Hello. Hey, I'm going to do my best to not reference body fluids this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. And because of our recording time, we have the man behind the keys, the man in the chair down in Texas, Wes. Hello, sir. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, we are here today to talk about all things Clone Wars because, my friends, we have a little show coming back on Disney Plus this coming Friday. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may be out right now. And that is season seven of the Clone Wars animated show. Later on in this episode, we're going to talk about what we love about the Clone Wars, how we got into the Clone Wars, what we expect from the Clone Wars, Clone Wars, Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Got to get that vocal SEO up. But until then... How are our weeks going, guys? I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. That's well, been a bit. Today was hell, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's President's Day. I had the day off, so I'm feeling great. President's Day. Why is that even a holiday? It's a great question. Do you think, do people get off Empire Day in Star Wars? You think everybody's got to go to work on Yeah, yeah no, because they have to go to watch the parades. Yeah, that was in Lost right? Stars. Yeah. But they have to go to work, though. They have to go to the parade, but do they have to go to work? I think that's a really long parade. I feel like it's excessively long and full of, um, you know, Nazi-esque flags. But that doesn't answer my damn question. Do they have to go to work? No, I'm going to say no. I think it's an eight-hour parade. <laughs> an eight-hour parade? Man, that must be exhausting. It would be absolutely terrible. Uh, but you know what's not terrible, my friends? Is something that Charles planned back in November, December? Oh, my God. And uh, took a little while to get here but finally in this february episode we want to share a special surprise with you charles take us away with uh your uh i guess plan that you had earlier last year so i just want to point out that we decided to do secret santa a long time ago like 
like months before Christmas and I knew immediately what I wanted to get and I found the one that I wanted online and I sent it to you two gentlemen and I was really excited about it and then I realized that I ordered it from Etsy in Australia and <laughs> things take Classic. a long time to come from Australia. Um, I tried bribing. Adam. Yeah, I tried bribing Adam Dyson. Didn't help. <laughs> um, and the things didn't even make it here, like to me in Charlotte, uh, until I don't know. It was probably like mid to late January. So kind of missed that window. <laughs> um, but they're here now. Eric, you have opened yours already, but Corey has I not. Did. So those of you I who are not. who are live are going to hand. get to watch this as well. So. Corey, so Corey, take it away, video. and then we can oh, talk about my, it. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Hold on. Let's pin it. Pin it. Yeah. Pin it. Pin it. So, and also as a clarification, we did a Secret Santa in Utini. Corey, Charles, and I also separately decided to get each other Christmas gifts as, like, hosts. Yes. So we did. This, this was a premeditated thing. And I got Eric something that he already had. No, um, you got something that my parents thought came from someone else. Oh, it was... that... <laughs> Very well. All right, Corey's opening the package. I'm going to narrate this opening. for our audio friends. Is, right, do he's doing it delicately, kind of like a like a, an 11 year old when they realize wrapping paper is expensive for the first time, and they slowly crinkle it out. And he tries to avoid the mic so it doesn't sound like complete trash. Oh. What do you box. got? Corey? It's, it's a, a box. Smaller a box. box. It's a box inside of a box. What's in the box? Is it What's the in essence the box? of the force itself? Oh yes. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Show the nice people it at is, home. It's Chewie finally got his medal. It this is, is the medal from the Yavin ceremony. It's beautiful. Look I felt like thing. it was Man. fitting. I felt it's like it was some weight fitting. to it. Yeah, it's like real. It's metal. It's this. it's pretty nice quality. Dun, I, dun, I think. And Damn, it's hard to get over headphones. True. Dun, 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 true. I dun, felt like it was dun, really dun, fitting dun, because. This is kind of like the end of the first part of our journey together, you know, for one, like the end of A New Hope. And two, I am the tallest one of us three, and I do not get a medal, just like Chewie. So <laughs> it works. Well, thank you, man. These, like, Yeah, when I opened this up, I got very excited. This is slick. I can't, it's, I'm going to so cool. hang this on my – I got my celebration. Where's that? Uh, there. There. Celebration, uh, whatever tags. I'll put it up there with these. It's a good place for it. This is yeah, slick. Man. I like it a lot. Merry Thanks, man. Christmas. Awesome. Well, we're going to be wearing those for the remainder of the show. Corey, unpin your video if you haven't already, because don't be selfish. Oh, of course, I already did. <laughs> I'm of um, one other thing noob. I wanted to, to ask you guys is a little intro here. We are in the dead zone sounds harsh we are kind of in the dead zone of star wars books right now last year ended with like book after book after book after book we got really kind of inundated with a bunch of awesome content it was great and now we've had a couple months where we've kind of been able to relax a little bit we've been able to read what we want um not to say we don't want to read all the new releases but you know what we mean uh i know you guys have both been busy but i wanted to ask have you been reading anything have you been going through a backlog of star wars have you been reading any non-star wars things you want to shout out i've been reading books on terrariums and house plants oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> he's oh not kidding god you're so lame i'm not, not kidding. kidding so if you haven't if you haven't picked this up about me 
on this show at all. I'm like the man of many hobbies, all right? Like every single week I have something new. Like I'm always trying things, trying to learn things. It drives my wife absolutely nuts because I don't just take something and go, like do it. Like I have to learn. I say this all the time. I have to build a working knowledge. And I can build a working knowledge of damn near anything in an incredibly short amount of time. So I just pick a new hobby and I learn a freaking ton about it to the point like that website like website building or yes. engine optimization. <laughs> right. I just learn as much as I possibly can a really short period of time. My wife's like, what did you do yesterday? I'm like, oh, well, I watched 40 videos on how to build terrariums. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the newest hobby I have is I've been building terrariums. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You make a little environment, you put it in a jar, and you decorate <laughs> your house with it, and it looks cool. And uh, I'm going to build some Star Wars themed ones. I'll have to show some pictures on online or something yeah you put it on your instagram which i think is also doc star wars md isn't it it is and and this week was the first one i had posted since celebration i think so yeah so go check that out for more terrarium action really savvy when it comes to the gram all right charles the gauntlet has been thrown well no anything interesting no terrarium books for me but i have been reading uh the last wish from the witcher series oh yeah Uh, nice and that has been quite enjoyable i was a big fan of the video games and i have started the netflix show i haven't finished it and i decided i would try try the books out for a change awesome yeah i read that five six years ago something like that yeah um really dig it it's like before it was cool exactly no it was when the witcher 3 came out like i was still i was still a fan a fanboy bandwagoner it was a book first right yeah oh yeah it was books long before yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I am in the middle right now of The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern, who wrote a book called The Night Circus a couple years ago. Hmm. Uh, it's her second book. It's kind of like a little bit of magical realism, uh, but she's got a really nice, cool writing style. I'm still pretty early in it, but I have been taking my little Star Wars hiatus. I read a bit of Moving Target by Jason Fry, the Leia book that he wrote a while back. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's an but, okay. I think it's yeah. in. Uh, I think it's in tier four of our reading order we've been building. Yeah, um, but I've I've been waiting for obviously the novelization coming up soon. But I really want to do some rereads. I want to reread the aftermath trilogy Ooh, because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I, I've never finished the aftermath trilogy. I should do that too. Well, it's been coming up in my time hop from last year. My mm. status updates about reading it. And I'm like, man, I really loved this book when it came out. So I gotta I gotta go back. Um, but I also, and this will lead into a segue want to do my reread of lost stars and my friends listening you can make that happen because as we want to remind you guys over on patreon.com slash utini we are only about 25 26 dollars away from our next patreon goal amazingly which is a lost stars full round table we talk about this book all the time and we want to reread it but we'd also love to reread it for the podcast so if you have a couple uh, your tax refund comes back and it's pretty good you want to help us out a little bit Head on over there, pick a tier, get some cool new content, and we'll get to do some pretty cool uh, some roundtable action. Nice. Right? Because we're not going to do it unless we get paid. That's right. I think I'm, I think I'm throwing that gauntlet down. That's right. Everything has a price. Remember that. Precisely. <laughs> um, and on that note, if you're new to this show, uh, that's our Patreon. Also, we'd love you to subscribe to this show. We'd love to get some more reviews, some ratings on here, wherever you get your podcasts. Every week, we're talking all things Star Wars, Expanded Universe. Sometimes we're talking TV shows. Um, Corey, 
you're giggling. I'm sorry, my my dog just like jumped out of my lap because my, <laughs> my wife come in. And she like she hit Char- that box that Charles' thing come in and just like, oh man, it was funny. I'm sorry. Well, beautiful. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're happy. That's all I really want in my life. Yeah, that's uh, right. So moving on, a couple things that made us happy this week in book news. Because again, we're in kind of a dead zone, but we have a lot on the horizon. Today, my friends, we got our first excerpt of the Rise of Skywalker novelization over on StarWars.com. We have been hyping up this novelization for months because we are very excited that Ray Carson got the gig. Um, If you want to hear more of our thoughts about the movie, you can head back to our Rise of Skywalker review episode. We outlined what we loved. We outlined what we had issues with. And a lot of the times with our issues, we said we hope the novelization will address this. And guys, I got to say, with this first excerpt, I'm pretty hopeful. It's Um, Yeah. It's already adding stuff. It's already an expanded yeah. edition yeah. after one excerpt. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is new dialogue from Hux. There's new dialogue from General Pride. That little creepy being that was in the concept the art on Mustafar, the eye, the eye is, is in this. Yeah. So Ray Carson is clearly using stuff from the concept. She is adding dialogue for people. Remember, we were talking about we hoped that the dialogue would be a bit freer like Revenge of the Sith. I don't think this means it's going to go all the way there, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. So... If you haven't checked that out, over on StarWars.com, you got to check out the first excerpt. It's all about Kylo running rampant on Mustafar, finding the Wayfinder, wondering about the legacy of Vader and all that kind of stuff. And, man, Ray Carson's a freaking good writer. So Yeah, and that's been kind of <laughs> blown up on on, uh, on Reddit. I saw that earlier when the, when the excerpt was posted. A lot of people were saying that, uh, saying that, like, they really like her writing style and saying it looks really good. And that's always, it's always nice to hear positive things about an author mm-hmm. on Reddit, yeah. on the internet in general, because people tend to really crap on the new canon authors a lot, which really blows. And is not founded in anything regarding talent because they're really good at writing books. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And speaking of those authors, one more reminder, folks. One week from tonight as we record. Uh, speaking of which, hi, everyone in the chat. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. One week from tonight, the Project Luminous event will be happening. February 24th, we are going to hear all kinds of things about Project Luminous, including the characters, the era, the release dates, the authors, uh, all of these amazing things. So I wanted to take a quick second here and go around the horn and lock in, fellas, our final predictions about Project Luminous. Because barring a Clone Wars bounty hunt, this is probably the last time we'll record before this event happens. So... Charles, starting with you, what are your final predictions about Project Luminous to be put on the record forever and to be shamed forever if you're wrong? Um, I think that Project Luminous is going to be about pod racing. Um, I think it has to yes! be. Yes! There we go. No, I mean, <laughs> it's it's going to be the High Republic. It's going to involve Jedi. It's going to involve Sith. It's going to be the launch to a whole new era. I mean, I can't really say any more than that without trying to figure out who specific characters are going to be. But, and okay, I'll say this. And one of the Jedi that we meet from the High Republic era is going to somehow be connected. I don't know. Kiati Mundi's grandfather. There you go. Ooh. There's your wild prediction. <laughs> Leati Mundi. Yes. Great. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to throw it to Wes. Wes, what do you think we're going to find in the upcoming Project Luminous reveal? Do you agree with the High Republic stuff? Do you have any character ideas? I agree with the High Republic stuff. I would like something along the lines of, uh, from a certain point of view, from the Empire Strikes Back. That was 
my first canon book that I had read, so that kind of has a little soft spot for me. But um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm thinking it's, it's going to be High Republic. It's going to get us right in right into the movies that they're going to be talking about in about three years. It's kind of like a test ground to see how how well it does. I think. All right, so testing ground for new movie eras. Awesome, love that, Corey. Thoughts? Yes, perfect segue. I think they're going to announce a film. <clears throat> really? Hmm. Even yeah. okay. I think, I think they're going to announce a film, and I think that's why this project has been so hush-hush. They're never this hush-hush about something unless it's a film or TV. No, like, they, I thought they've already come out and said this is a publishing Listen, we all know we particular. can't listen to a damn thing that anybody <laughs> says because it's always a lie, all right? It's a lie, and it's wrong, and not not intentionally a lie. They're just, you know, they're not very good at, at just keeping their just a lie ideas like in one little box. Or dead in a pauper's grave, and they sold you for drinking money. Yeah, exactly. pretty much like that. <laughs> it, you know, it's a, it's a you know a completely unrelated analogy. All right, Eric, what what is what's this going to be? What's your final prediction? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll jump in on that. Yeah. Oh, having a little bit of lag there. It looks like. Yeah. All right. Um. So I think I'm going to agree with you guys on era of High Republic. Absolutely. I think that that's the closest thing to a sure bet we have in Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the characters is going to be um, in Star Wars issue two, I think. Or no, the Rise of Kylo Ren, was it? There was a holocron he mm-hmm. was looking at, and there was a Jedi that came above. I think what that's going to be a character. Um, wow, man, these are, these are deep. And I think we're finally going to get Claudia Gray writing the Yaddle Yoda love story that we all want <laughs> when they're teenagers and they run away together. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, no, but for real, I think we will get. Um, young Yoda is totally gonna make an appearance. Mm. What kind of hair is he gonna have? Oh, long, like ass level hair. <laughs> ass level hair. Yeah. So just yeah. just to be clear, I mean, I don't think they're gonna announce a movie on the twenty fourth. Like that's not gonna happen. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that in this era, this is gonna lead up eventually to a to a film announcement at some point. Okay, cool. I, I will be in on that. I, I will say I think that it's a mixture of what you said and what Wes said in, like, it's testing the era to see if it has legs. Yeah, see, now, honestly, also, to go back to the the rumor a little bit, uh, we we chalk rumors occasionally. Like, um, you know, the, the rumor was uh, somebody came out and said they're not going to announce, you know, a film with the Project Lunamis announcement. But yes. do you guys remember hearing that? Uh, hearing that there was going to be an announcement of the next film in the spring sometime? Oh, in January. Yes. Okay. And that didn't they, happen. Didn't they also say that they were going to announce Project Luminous in January? Yeah. So, so I think Corey, you're right. They will not announce things they've said. I don't think they're gonna announce things that they haven't. You know what I mean? Like, no, I no, like... that's what. I, no, no. They have said. They, that's what I'm saying. The rumors were that they were they were talking about announcing the next film, whatever it is, in the spring. They were saying they were gonna announce what it is. So and I'm almost. And I'm almost wondering if they are going to use both of these events, you know, if, if they're going to do two things at one time, if it's going to be a big book series thing and a film is going to be announced. Because, like, back when they said, you know, we're definitely not announcing a film, that was back when they were talking about doing Project Luminous in January. And here we are at the end of February. So, so yeah, maybe it's like they do all Project Luminous and they say, thank you for coming. And they say, wait, don't you have one more thing? And they say, right. oh, you know what? Right, and bring, they do that you, kind of bring thing. Ewan McGregor out on stage and like, right. oh yeah, there's a TV show all about Kenobi and he's back. So yeah, yeah, okay, you know. maybe. maybe. Well, I don't know. It worked, what... it worked really well for that. I mean, that was like a big internet viral thing. So oh, it was awesome. And regardless of it, whatever happens there, you are going to hear us talk all about it next week. Uh, and we could not be more excited. 
Alright, a couple quick book reviews, because as always, we like to look up some reviews over on Utini.com, where you, you can look up your favorite Star Wars story and leave your own review with a star rating and a couple sentences. So we're going to highlight three here. First one is by Juliana, one of our favorites, uh, who is watching live right now. Hello. She read A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller, gave it five stars, and said, We should get more books like this. I read this book after I saw Rebels, and I fell in love even more with Kanan and Hera. This book gives us a look at Kanan after Order 66 and what he went through as a survivor. We get to see his, his good nature and his humble soul. Another thing that caught my attention was the bad guys. They're so well written that I ended up hating them. If you love Rebels, this is an amazing backstory for our favorite characters. They should definitely write war books about the Rebels crew. I just have one question. Where's Chop? <laughs> awesome. Agreed, Juliana. We need more Chopper in every single book. I don't think, that, yes. I don't think that's a... It's a hot take. The episode where he steals the leg in Rebels is like one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of the entire so series. Good. It's so funny. He's like such an a-hole. I love it. He's the best. And yeah, A New Dawn. Have you guys read A New Dawn? Mm-mm. Nope. It's the only Star Wars book that my wife has read, and I have not. Whoa. Yeah, I need to get the audiobook for it. That might be the next one I pick up, actually, since we're in kind of a dry, dry time. I like it. Well, if Juliana's review is of any uh, inclination, I think you'll like it. I read it as well. Didn't love it as much as her, but it's awesome to see Kanan and Hera again, no doubt. Uh, I'm going to take the next review as well, and then Charles, I'm going to throw you the third one. Okay. The second one we got is from The Last of the Jedi <laughs> number 5, A Tangled Web, from Gucci M, who gives it four stars and said, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> I'm like almost. I'm almost convinced this is a bot and not a real person. If this, is, if you are a real person that wrote this and you like have listened to the podcast and you listen to it actively, please send me an email and identify yourself because this is the strangest and the most exciting review I think we've ever gotten. Or continue writing books, but say Gucci Gang, but give them different star amounts. Like how many Gucci Gangs is a four star? Versus how many Gucci Gangs is a two star? Oh God. Anyway, that made our week, so thank you. <laughs> Charles, get the last one. All right. Not that we could follow up Gucci Mane's uh, review there, but Anthony J. also gave us a review about Star by Star by Troy Denning, and he gave it four stars. He said, Always darkest just before the dawn. The war against the Yuuzhan Vong reaches its lowest point. Sacrifices are made, and our heroes make decisions that will alter the EU for years to come in what is the most tragic of the NJO series since Vector Prime. Every character and story needs a point where they hit rock bottom in order to start building themselves back up, to become stronger, to find that thing inside themselves that they lost along the way. Star by Star is that rock bottom for the galaxy as a whole, and several of our major characters in particular. It's a hard story to read, but necessary to make the finale that much more enjoyable. I feel like I just read an inspirational speech from Alfred the Butler to Batman, about building himself back. <laughs> what do we do when we fall, Mr. Wayne? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, now, you guys, how do you feel about the new Jedi Order as a whole? We haven't talked a ton about it. You know, I have <clears throat> I have quite controversial opinions about new Jedi Order. <laughs> in fact, like back in our early Utini days, we had a couple folks on our team that were like really adamant about how important the new Jedi Order was. And I was just like, nah, guys, that, that, that series sucks. We're not going to tell anybody to read it. And everybody was just like, what? <laughs> like, that is such a foundational part of Legends. And I'm like, too bad. I don't care. It sucks. So, and you're all know. fired. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So honestly, like I have, you know, 
I have a funny history with New Jedi Order in all seriousness. So if you're not familiar with it, New Jedi Order, it's the longest Star Wars book series that's in existence. It is 19 books. 19. Um, 19 that series can vote. Yes, full <laughs> novels. I think those are all full novels. There might be two short stories. I'm a little un- I'm a little unclear. I can't remember. There, I Wes, think there's some novellas. Maybe... Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe there's some novellas in there. Maybe Wes, you can look it up for us. But Anyway, so back in the day when I first got into Legends, I was reading all these books, and I came across this really crazy-looking book series. It was New Jedi Order, and they had these awful covers. Like, it looked so bizarre and weird and, like, (laughs) sci-fi, not Star Wars. Like, it was very bizarre. And, like, I picked up the first one as Vector Prime, and it just starts off in a very strange place. So the whole premise of the series is, like, there's a, like, an alien race right on the outside of the Outer Rim, uh, and like the unknown territories, and um, like they come in and invade like the known galaxy. This takes place all after uh, Return of the Jedi, right? So the Republic is rebuilding. The Imperial Remnant is like a like a political faction in space, right? Uh, like because the Empire they rec- they were recognized. Like there were planets loyal to the Empire, so the Imperial Remnant's a thing. Um, Luke and uh, Mara Jade's kids are in in the series. Han and Le- Leia's kids are in the series. Um, there's some really crazy stuff that really important stuff that happens with, uh, with, um, uh, the solo children in the series. So like, but the whole premise of it just being like an alien species coming into star Wars, like known space, it feels very star Trekky to me. And it was a big turn off for me when I first started reading the books and I couldn't get over the, the fact that there were 19 books. Like that is a big commitment. That's like a year's worth of reading if you're not a fast reader. So I just I couldn't do it, and uh, I read Vector Prime. I actually read Vector Prime like last year again, just for the heck of it, and still couldn't be motivated to finish the rest of the series. So, you know, if you love the New Jedi Order, you know, more power to you. It's never been my thing. Um, man, it's like peak legends, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, on that glowing review, if you want to read some New Jedi Order and leave a review for those books, head on over to utini.com, look up your book, scroll down to the bottom, add your star rating, and use a review. And maybe we'll read it on the show. We yeah. love that we're getting inundated with reviews. Read all 19, 21, 85 of those Please books. Please do. And we'll make Corey read every single <clears throat> one. I don't know which one is Star by Star. Is that, like, how far into series is that? Such a great question. We're an Expanded Universe podcast, and we should obviously know that. Off the top uh, which, I don't know off the top of my head. Of I, do. It's like I just said that I'd never read the series. So, you know, I can't give it a fair oh. review because I've never read it, right? So that's not fair for me to just crap on it. So That's true. That's true. But you know what? That's actually a great way to go into something I wanted to talk about next here, a little bit of business. We are trying to make it easier for everyone to figure out what canon books they want to read, what Legends books they want to read. That's always been our thing. So let's say you want to get into the New Jedi Order, but you don't know if that's the big Legends thing you want to tackle. Last week, Corey and I teased one of the projects that we're working on that involved some big canon book guides, big Legends book guides. And, Corey, I want to throw it to you for just a quick second to give folks a quick update on how we're coming with our giant ultimate canon Legends comic guides and our ultimate reading order that we're creating behind the scenes. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the – what are we talk about first? Big guides. So we've, we've talked a lot about big stuff where we're, we're going to start putting out a lot of new content on the website. 
Um, I wrote my my honestly first is so funny in all the time that I've been running this Utini thing. I've never written a super super long article for the site, and I wrote my first two thousand word article. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> it was great. Like you're like I think I'm gonna do this, and then I got a notification that's like, hey, I did it. Yes, as with so... everything else that I do in my life, nothing is with moderation. So I just I wrote the whole thing in one sitting, and Eric edited the crap out of it and made it a lot better. So um, that is the um, what's what, what would you call that? That theme, I guess it's like the the big introduction to canon. Essentially, it's like yeah. the if you've never picked up a canon book, um, doing a lot of focusing on SEO, trying to drive traffic to our site. Um, you know, the more folks we get on our site, the more money we can get based on ads and that sort of thing. The more cool Star Wars stuff we can do, the more money we can put into the site. So, you know, yes, we're trying to make money with it, but like, I mean, I don't even think we're making like a thousand dollars a year off of Utini right now. So, um, you know, it's you're getting uh, the real behind the scenes now at episode four. Oh yeah, come episode two hundred when we're rolling in it, you guys won't know a thing. <laughs> we cash money. I'll be wearing like <laughs> like a suit made of money. Yeah, yeah. The Star but Wars. Yeah, we are we are constantly working on it, and, and y'all believe me. Believe us when we say Charles and I get to see some of these things uh, Corey's working on in the development phase, and especially like the reading order stuff. It's some really freaking cool designs. So the second those are published, we will let you all know. We're we're gonna not rush them out until they're ready, until they're 100 percent awesome, ready to go, um, and then they'll be in your hands. Yeah. A couple other things to shout out. As we said the last couple weeks, the Splinter of the Mind's Eye Legends look back is up on Patreon. It is hilarious and bonkers, and I very much encourage you to check that out. Uh, and then today, as we're recording this, it'll probably be, probably be released tomorrow, our second half of our Clone Wars Bounty Hunt catch-up series came out where we looked at seasons 4, 5, and 6, and me and my partner Charlie talked about Clone Wars because Charles and Corey were not available, so Charlie and I sat on our couch and we talked about Clone Wars for 50 minutes and it was freaking rad. So I'm really excited for you patrons to listen to that. I'm that excited to listen to that. Yeah. It was really cool. She is so much smarter than us, guys. Um, so uh, listen to that, but don't get your expectations that high for the rest of the show. Uh, but if you want to listen to those shows, you can join us on Patreon for exclusive content every single month. For $2, you can join our Jedi Initiate level. You get early access to this very show. For 5 bucks a month, you're a guardian of the wills. Will you receive extra shows every single month, including Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt, where... Starting this weekend, we will be going through every single episode of the new Clone Wars season. Now, boys, before we hit this break, I want to ask you guys a couple quick questions about a little show called The Clone Wars. So first things first, what brought each of us to The Clone Wars? Did you guys watch it live? Did you guys watch it on Netflix later? Did you get a DVD set? How did it work? Charles, why don't you take this one first? I, I watched everything live as it came out. Um, and I bought the seasons as they came out as well to rewatch them. But to answer the actual question of what brought me to the Clone Wars series, I think the answer is the Clone Wars micro series that came before. Oh, yeah. Um, Tartakovsky. Yeah, the Gendy Tartakovsky series, which I know we've talked about briefly on the show before, but I just enjoyed the crap out of that. And I was like, wait, they're doing more Clone Wars more animated you know like i was 100 percent on board so i was pretty much there from the beginning but the interesting thing is that i have not really watched them like rewatched them like you guys have been doing recently so a lot of these episodes that we might touch on later are ones that i really haven't seen since they came out like the original time Whoa. so it's been it's been a while for some of it 
All right. Uh, let's go, Wes. What about you? When did you uh, do your Clone Wars in? Uh, Clone Wars in started probably three years ago, and it was on um, Netflix for a while until mm-hmm. they took it off. Until the and dark then, times. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found uh, I found out about Cody not too long after that, and so I was picking that out of the picking that out of the sky and streaming it for free off various uh, underground websites until <laughs> Disney Plus came about. And that's <laughs> why you run the behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> Wes has got, like, a, a side hustle where he, like, exchanges cigarettes for Clone Wars episodes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Corey, what about you, man? Man, I, I, I did not watch the Clone Wars, like, when it first came out. Like, the Clone Wars, like, peak Clone Wars era when it was going strong on Disney, on Disney, on, on Cartoon Network back in the day was, like, that, that was the time... That I was, uh, I was a weird Star Wars fan. Like I was reading the books, but I was too good for the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars for, was for kids. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I had a very mixed experience with the Clone Wars. I never watched a single episode on TV. I was such a poser, and uh, it wasn't until college and they put it on Netflix that I started watching it. I was like, well, if I'm a Star Wars fan, I guess I have to watch all this. And man, I fell in love with it. I was just like, you know, as I often do. Uh, with especially with animation, I've done it twice now. I did it with Clone Wars, now I did it with Rebels. I was like against it initially, um, and over time I'll get into it, and then I appreciate it a lot. It's it's like it's taught me a lot about the humility of just choosing to love Star Wars stuff because, um, man, same with Rebels. Like I watched it, I didn't really like it, and now I recognize how wrong it was. So. Uh, I watched all the way through college. I have a lot of fond memories of watching it with Caitlin. We were dating like back in the day, and uh, I watched all the way through college. And I guess I finished it. I've seen it. I think I watched all the way through like two or three times now. So um, got me through med school again. So I don't know. Clone Wars is cool, man. I, I can't. I probably can't say that I like totally fell in love with it. Like a lot of people will just totally worship Ahsoka. I wasn't really like that. I was more of a passive follower of the Clone Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of similar to that. I I didn't watch it on TV at all when it was out either. I was kind of out of my huge Star Wars phase at the time. You know, like I've said repeatedly on this show, Force Awakens was the thing that really brought me back in such a hard way. Uh, I had a buddy literally lend me the DVDs of the seasons and say, "Dude, I think you'll like this." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And they sat in my apartment for two years, and then I gave them back without watching them. Mm, and then yeah. I found it on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, oh, right." Yeah, this man. I think amazing. I think I think it putting it on Netflix like really changed the Clone Wars for a lot of people because adults have uh, started giving it a shot when it was on Netflix. Yeah, because you're going through and you're like, oh, Star Wars, eh, sure, I'll throw it. It's 20 minutes, and then you're like, I, I I did fall in love with it. I I watched it straight through the regular order. I didn't do the chronological watch or anything like that. And then when Charlie and I got together, I was like, hey, I want to show you this thing I love so much and we started Clone Wars and she loved it even more than I had and then I started watching it with this new lens of oh my god this is this is some of my favorite stuff um and then this, so my second watch I loved it even more and now as we have been rewatching for season seven on my third time I'm like oh my god this is it is sublime now I'm looking at like the technical aspects of the animation blow me away the storytelling the character building I'm like I'm absolutely obsessed um and I can see why everyone kind of latched onto it right the first time so if you were there in the original times props to you 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 got you were right you yeah, were right absolutely totally right and I, it took us a long time to realize that i think and um 
man, it, it's made me look at animation differently. Like my experience with the Clone Wars has made me. It makes me appreciate how adults can like cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So as as the Sky Talkers podcast says, uh, a couple of brilliant ladies over there. They always like to say, "Look to animation for the future of Star Wars." That's that's their their motto, right? And I want to ask you guys, kind of similar to that, Corey, what does the Clone Wars say about animation in general? Like, at Star Wars Celebration, where they showed the trailer for the last Skywalker film, there was an equally big panel for the return of the Clone Wars, a canceled animated television show from almost half a decade ago. Like, what does this say about animation kind of in almost a popular zeitgeist? Well, I mean, I've said it before in the show that the Clone Wars panel is my favorite panel I went to at Celebration. Like, and the reason for that is my answer to this question is that that like animation captures emotion, I think, in a different way than uh, live action captures. Like, it captures the sort of I don't know what, what the right word is. Like, kind of the sappy intimateness of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if they had a long, drawn-out, sad love scene in The Rise of Skywalker, people would have raged, all right? Mm-hmm. But, like, like you can have that in animation, and there's just something about the freedom of animation. I, I, maybe you suspend disbelief more so in animation. Yeah, like the stylized nature, too, of it. Like, the fact that when the Jedi jump in the Clone Wars, they jump... 65 feet and land yeah, in a, in a, right. in a spider-man pose and you're like yeah of course whereas if yeah, that happened in the movie you'd be like okay yeah, let's... <laughs> this, is, this is stupid yeah you know and like we would probably feel that way too it's just because there's more it's the freedom that animation has um you know that that live action doesn't have and um i don't know like that this show taught me that 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 they, they can change too like over uh-huh. the course of seasons because oh my like, gosh yeah se- season one is not very good and season two gets a lot better season three is really really good so like you can see the budget gradually increase you can see the writing mm-hmm. style improve like i don't know it, there's just there's something to be said about sticking along for the ride when it comes to animation yeah and, and we'll talk about some of our favorites in that uh after the break here uh but one more thing i want to ask you guys before we take our little break we know a lot of things coming up about season seven, generally. Um, but as a little tease of our upcoming conversation, I want to hit each of us lightning round style. What's the one thing we're looking forward to the most coming up in Clone Wars? Whether it can be a single scene, uh, a feeling like you're saying, Corey, like do you, are you excited to go back to that intimate vibe of animation? Um, what is it? Let's go. I'm looking at my, my little squares here. Wes, you, sir. One thing you're super excited for about season seven. Uh, Order 66. I want to see it happen <laughs> in animation form. I want to see what Cody does with, uh, between him and, and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I want to see Rex dig it out of his head if, or something. I want to see that whole Order 66, uh, arc. Brilliant. Corey? I was going to say that exact same thing, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, we don't actually know if we're going to get Order 66. Nobody has said it, but, man, I want that so bad. Like, after that scene in Jedi Fallen Order, oh, my God, yeah. I want Order 66 so bad. Yeah. This is, the, this is uh, also, I want to shout out Ross in our chat, buddy. Uh, this is an A-plus example of not managing our expectations. We're so no, it's sorry. Not, it's not. It's, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if that's not in it. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay saying that I have that expectation yep. because I just, I really, ever since they started the Clone Wars, I've been saying that, man, I wish we got to see what happened to all these characters during the Jedi Purge. Like, I want that so bad, man. Like, All right. Please. Charles? One thing? Uh, just to be different and to not say Order 66, I will say Ahsoka v. Maul. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, in that trailer, when they have that whole monologue Maul's having, and then his little lightsaber flips, and the fact that they brought Ray Park in in a motion capture suit to do that duel. Ugh. Great one. Yeah, He still got it, man. Ray Park still got it. Yeah, he does. Follow him on Instagram. He's always doing weird shit. He's a nice guy. (laughs) He is. Um, And then I'll say, uh, again, to be contrarian, I I agree completely with what you guys are saying. Uh, Mine is the moment when the doors open and Ahsoka sees the 332nd troop with all the Ahsoka helmets on Mm -hmm. and Rex. Um, I'm not going to be okay that day, guys. I think (laughs) just the moment of her, again, having just rewatched her leaving the Order in Season 5 again, kind of feeling the raw emotion behind that and being able yeah. to watch her be accepted again with people that are literally wearing her markers on their helmets is yeah, going to geez. be So what's beautiful. our what, what's our plan here, guys? Are we going to do like we did The Mandalorian, get up every Friday really early yes! and watch it before work and all this you stuff? You know what? Here we go. This is a great time to yeah. say that right before we take our break. We'll say this in Discord. In our utini.com slash Discord, we have a channel that is hashtag Clone Wars. We've been talking about Clone Wars a lot. Every Friday, the new episode will drop. Just like The Mandalorian, it's once a week. It's not binged. So every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that channel will go spoiler full on the most recent episode of The Clone Wars. So if you don't want to be spoiled and you won't have time to watch those episodes, you can go into Discord. You can mute that individual channel. And then once you've watched it, come on in and join the conversation. We don't want anyone's experience to be ruined, but we definitely want people to be able to, to be talked freely. And that's also a good place to sort of plug our Discord in general. If you're listening to the show, you never joined Discord, you think Discord is stupid because it's got a lot of notifications and it's really, really annoying, you're right. It is really, really annoying sometimes. So this is a good opportunity for you to jump into our Discord, participate with the community in a way that you've never participated before. Literally jump in our Discord, mute all the other channels except for the Clone Wars, get up every Friday and watch it with us. And there's something about just consuming consuming it with the community it really is like mm-hmm. it was so much fun with the mandalorian there was hundreds of messages in there a day people's <laughs> theories and people pointing out hey did you see this did you see this and like it's it's fun it's a lot of fun to participate in that and uh, you know i will definitely be stepping up my discord activity just for that channel no question well we're on that note we're going to take a really quick break when we come back we're going to be talking about our favorite clone wars characters arcs things like that real fast so you can kind of get an idea of what we're bringing into that series and then we're going to do our final thoughts about the upcoming season seven so if you're listening to the audio you're going to hear a sweet sweet cameo just now and if you're in the chat hang on for just a second hit the bathroom grab a drink we'll see you in a minute hey guys it's charles here just in case you weren't sick of hearing me already it's no secret that all of us at the living force and utini are huge supporters of the make solo 2 happen movement But what you might not know is that there's already a whole Han Solo trilogy. In Legends, that is. That's right. Disney may have made Solo a Star Wars story, but A.C. Crispin beat them to our favorite smuggler's origin story by about 20 years. Comprised of the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and Rebel Dawn, you can follow Han from his days as an orphan on Corellia all the way up to mere moments before accepting a meeting with an old man and a farm boy that would change the course of his life forever. This series is absolutely one of my favorites, and I consider it underappreciated in the grand scheme of things. Though, I may be biased. As listeners may know, The Paradise Snare was the first Star Wars book I ever picked up, and I never looked back. That's thanks in no small part to the incredible writing in this series. Of course, the creators of Solo A Star Wars Story had a high opinion of it too. Huge story elements are borrowed for the movie, and Crispin gets an actual shout-out in the novelization. So... While you're waiting for Solo 2 to happen on screen, go make it happen in the books. If you want to pick this series up, 
head on over to utini.com and use the Amazon affiliate link. We'd really appreciate it, and you won't be sorry. Now back to the guys in the main show so they can talk about how incredible this clip was. And we are back! You could say we are a clone of the first half in the second half. You wouldn't because that'd be dumb, but you could! <laughs> that was a stretch. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate your I support think I, I as liked always. Your, I like your other bit about the about the clip being better. better well, this cameo this. sucked. I can't lie to the people. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Heather? I don't know. I don't know. We never, we never get to hear it before it makes it into the show. I don't know. I'm sure it was great. Welcome back, though. Uh, in the second half here, we are going to talk about some of our favorite Clone Wars things. Because let's be honest, y'all. This episode is about hype. We've been hyped for Season 7 for over a year uh, and that's just going to continue all this week. So, guys, we're going to go lightning run style. I have some categories here to ask some of your favorite things about the Clone Wars just to get you all that much more excited for, like, 5 a.m. on Friday when we're all going to be watching this thing. Yeah. So, Corey, I want you to start us off here. Who is your favorite Clone Wars Jedi? And what I mean by these rules, these can be characters from outside the Clone Wars, but I want you specifically talking about their characterization inside the Clone Wars. Quinlan Voss is my favorite Jedi. I love Quinlan Voss. He's like cool. He's got the face paint. He doesn't really follow the rules. I love it. Great. Quinlan Voss. Charles, favorite Jedi in the Clone Wars. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's it's a great iteration of him. Uh, I think James Honor Taylor, you know, does a fantastic job with it. A lot of times when I think about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, sometimes I even think about the animated version. You know, that's the first one that comes to mind. James Honor Taylor did a fantastic job. And, uh, of course, that's my answer. Don't even ask. You, you know. I know. That was, that was dumb of me. I that feel like so dumb, Eric. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep them coming. Wes, favorite Jedi? I might take yours. As my favorite Jedi is Plo Koon. Yeah! <laughs> Plo Little Koon Ahsoka. Is... Yeah, he's great. <laughs> All right. Plo Koon, yep. So I won't do him. Uh, I'm going to do – I would do Ahsoka, but she's technically not a Jedi the entire time. So we'll save her. Um, I'll go Anakin. I think it's he oh, yeah. is the he is the biggest success story of the Clone Wars to yeah, me. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's the chosen one, except the arc up. where he's a giant asshole about Clo- uh, Clovis. But that's well, yeah. Clovis Anakin, has though. a punchable face. He does have a punchable face, but yeah. Anyway, and it gets punched in the face <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, it, anytime I hear redeeming qualities about Anakin, who I also love, might be my favorite character period in the Clone Wars. Like I always, uh, I always think of the Clovis arc, and I'm like, you know what? Anakin does kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> Step away from my wife. That's not really my wife. She's just really pretty. I mean, not that I care because I'm a Jedi, but I want to punch your face. <laughs> I think that's how it went. Accurate. Uh, cl- uh, so let's go reverse order. Wes, favorite clone? Favorite clone is Captain Rex. 100% Correct. Captain Rex. Charles. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, uh, it's probably is Rex, but honorable mention to Commander Cody. The Obi-Wan of clones, yes. right? Good. <laughs> Corey? Fives, man. I love the five stuff. He's by far my favorite clone in the show. But he has the, he's the whole arc about becoming an arc trooper, mm-hmm. no pun intended, and then the digging his thing out of his head. Damn, I love that shit. Yeah, I just watched that arc uh, again today for Bounty Hunt, another plug for that. We talk a lot about fives. Rex is obviously my answer, but I want to give a shout-out to 99. Mm. Um, yeah. The 99 arc with him uh, is one of the most ins- – it's inspiring. And not, and I don't use that word a lot in – the Clone Wars are in media, but like it is an inspiring arc. It's a beautiful performance. And we should all bow down to D. Bradley Baker for giving every one of these thousands of characters a slightly different voice. Yes, that's really, really impressive. And Ross Orlando just mentioned 99 in the chat, too. Like, yeah, we can't forget I got that you, one. baby. I got Great you. Uh, but yeah, Rex, Rex forever. 
Um, next category is additional good guys. What I mean by this is like they're not a they're not a clone, they're not a Jedi, but they're still on the light side. Uh, so they could be like a Bale, a Padme, a Saw Gerrera, someone like that. Charles, start us off with this one. Who's your favorite additional good side hero? Mm, I'm bucking the rules. I'm picking another Jedi who's just very tertiary. Tara Sanube. Okay. I, I love was gonna, I was going to chew you out, but goddamn, we, we ride hard for Tara <laughs> He's Sanube. He's so good. <laughs> I, I can't even picture who that is right now. Yeah. Who's Tara Sanube? The old one with the cane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, the old guy that like yeah, Ahsoka has to – like she teaches he teaches her patience. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Who are you like? Go look lightsaber at these books lost. with me. Is Excellent. That, I think lightsaber lost was the episode that he yeah. first showed up in. Yeah, he's also in Dooku Jedi Lost. He shows up. Yes, for a hot right. yes, he does. That's that's totally a fair choice. We gotta let him have that. All right, fair, fine, fine. Terrace Newbay breaks all rules. Uh, Corey, who's your favorite additional good I, character? I really like Hondo, man. Like all the pirate stuff is oh, really good. Oh yes, and good. then he then he comes back for Rebels, and he's equally as big of an sob in Rebels, and I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. R.I.P. to my audio just now. Those lines just spiked <laughs> like hell. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Um, <laughs> Wes, who's your favorite lights? Uh, additional good side character. Ah. Uh... You're gonna have to go, Eric. I have, a, All I have right. to think about it for a sec. Mine's, mine, I'm gonna buck my rules just for a bit to give a little tie. Obviously, I gotta give some love to our Lord and Savior, Bail Organa. <laughs> I knew it. Doing some great shit in here. Uh, but also, uh, Padme is really, really freaking excellent in the Clone Wars. I think she's elevated a lot. I really like her and Anakin's relationship and the way she, like, kind of has a lot of power in it. Yeah. Um, the way she stands up to him at times too. I really like. Um. But she almost you know, dumps him in the in the Clovis arc. Like, yeah. yeah, she's like, "How can we do this? It's not working." And it's just like, "Oh man." Yeah, and I and it's weird because <laughs> I feel like they put Padme sometimes in episodes with slightly lesser characters because they're like, "Eh, she'll carry it. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Wes, you got one. Tip of the yeah. Tongue. What about the, what about the father in the ooh Mortage, in the Mortis Mortis arc? The father. Yeah, the Great pull. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I those, love those that. Those are really good ones, man. I there was there was a uh, there was talk about that being. So did you guys see those rumors about the Rise of Skywalker originally having like the brother as yeah. the as the villain? The main villain? Stuff? Man, yeah. man, what a yeah. cool arc! Such such a mind blowing arc, really was. Just incredible. Uh, all right, next category: our favorite villain from the Clone Wars. Corey, thoughts? <sighs> man, there's a couple that I really like. I really like the. Uh, the spider crab dude. What's that guy's name? Admiral, Admiral Trench. Admiral <laughs> Trench. Yeah, he He's was coming back. Cool. At the, first, little, uh, I was very confused, the... and I was like, uh, Darth Maul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, his ass is yeah. a spider. I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> no, that whole Hunt for Red October episode was really great. Where they, <laughs> they were like in the in the submarine, like coming in and out of the out of the out of the stealth was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. I like that. That was good. And we got to see Yeah, I mean they completely designed a lot of like Clone Wars like clone lore for that too. You had those like special clone units mm-hmm. that were like on the ship and stuff. That was awesome. He is kinda like Sean Connery if Sean Connery was a spider general. He was. Mm-hmm. He it clicks his like little yeah. tendrils. Oh, oh, his, god, oh god. He's I scary, can't deal dude. with it. Yeah, he's scary. Uh, Charles, favorite villain? Oh, favorite villain is probably Asajj Ventress. I think the way that she had her entire characterization and her development in the show is fantastic. And if you're looking to kind of follow up on things that you saw in the show, there's probably some books that you should read in the Expanded Universe as well. Perfect. We'll hit those later in this episode as well. Wes, favorite villain? 
Favorite villain, just because he sucks, is Riff Tamson. <laughs> Riff Tamson shark is best. just a is a shark face with arms and legs. He God, sucks. I hate that guy. He sucks so bad. He's like he might be the biggest asshole in the entire yes. Clone Wars. He is such a jerk. Oh my God! Yes, yes. What's it, what book was that recently that had a shark person in it? Was it the Was it Padme? Uh, 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 Crash of Fate. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, it was Crash of Fate. Fate. Damn. Shows up as like a bodyguard. Yes, he's oh, a Riff tool. Oh, Rip Tamsin, ugh. Um, I am going to, hilariously looking at the chat, I'm going to agree with Ross again. Pong Krell. Mm. Freaking Jedi Master Krell in the Embara arc being just the biggest douche of all time. The oh way he God. won't call the clones by their names, the way he tries to manipulate them into killing each other. It is, like, Maul is probably the most impressive arc of any villain. Sam Witwer's performance of him is spectacular. I cannot wait for him in Season 7. But Pong Krell, like, thinking about him boils my blood. It's like, awful. He's, like, so awful. It's so infuriating. They, like, captured how terrible it is to have a superior officer that is just completely wrong about everything. Like, they, yeah. like and the clones can't do anything because he's a Jedi. Man, I yep. love that arc. It's That leads us right in. Favorite arc. on Over on Bounty Hunt, we've gone through all six seasons. We picked one arc from each to talk about. But this one, boys, is your favorite arc for the entire series. If you had to pick one, it doesn't have to be your most rewatchable. Because sometimes the, the ones we love, we can't really rewatch a bunch because they're a little thick. Mm. What's your favorite singular arc? Let's go west. What's your favorite arc on the Clone Wars? Uh, the Mortis arc is definitely my oh. favorite because it made us think so hard. Brilliant. About how the light and the dark all match each other. It's it was my favorite. And it answered the it answered the chosen one question too, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate Corey, favorite arc for you. Dude, the Umbara arc is my favorite, man. With with Krell, I love that arc. Like I I I love it and I hate it. And I love to hate it because Krell is such an asshole. It just I get mad watching it every single time. Like I'm like, "Come on, it's cuz jerk, freaking clones <laughs> the right." But man, like I, I think I mentioned this recently on uh on that I think I did it on the first bounty hunt um episode we did about the Clone Wars Eric is like there's a lot of lore that 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 the creators had to had to create for the Umbara episode. Yes. All the weapons, like the alien species, the way their light is like shown into their helmets and their faces and stuff. Like the the machines, like the centipede looking thing with all the guns. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff they had to just create to use for like three seconds of screen time, yeah. right? So and if we don't see Umbara in either this or the next Battlefront game as a map, we can mm. riot. Yes. Oh my god, that would be, that would be so fun. <laughs> Give me that, Charles. Um, I think I'm going to choose, I don't even remember how the episodes all line up, but when Maul kind of ascends to the, to the throne of Mandalore and gets the, the dark crime. saber, that's the, the crime stuff. Yep. Season yeah. Five. Is that, is that the part you like? I mean, there's like multiple parts of that art. There, is it the yeah, crime like stuff or is it the Mandalorian with, stuff? With Satine. I've, it's that part with Obi-Wan and Satine and then Maul doing, uh, what he does and, and just seeing yeah. a character who we thought a matter of years before that was just gone forever, literally become the ruler of like a planet and a people. Like yeah. that's incredible. And like, I, I can't not think about uh solo watching oh, I know. crime stuff now. Like yeah. when he goes ah. in and kills all the black sun guys, like, man, that's great stuff. All right. Um, literally you guys took my top three arcs in the clone wars. <laughs> uh, it goes Umbara, <laughs> Mortis, Mandalorian with Satine. Um, so I'm going to say Umbara is definitely my favorite, but I for fourth place, I think I'm going to go with the um, 
probably Ahsoka's Ahsoka leaving the order. Or yeah. At the end oh of my five. god! I always forget about that. It's so frustrating though. Like it's that, it's it's beautiful, yeah. but it's it's so painful because yeah. the, man, the council did her so wrong. Ugh! Yeah, because it's like it's it's the embodiment of that character. It is five seasons of loving Ahsoka and growing with Ahsoka, and her making the toughest choice that Anakin can ever make. Charlie brought up a great point. We were talking earlier today that Anakin could have done that. He could have left the order at any time, but he was, he was honestly probably afraid to yeah. actually do it. And Ahsoka shows the bravery to walk and away. Fear is a path to the dark side. And it is <laughs> God. Gee. Okay. So on that note, guys, let, let, let's bring this down even, even further, even smaller. Your favorite moment in the Clone Wars. If you had to pick one moment in the Clone Wars that you just like want to show someone, all right, here's this scene, here's this thing, this is the Clone Wars, this is why it's great. It's a very hard choice. Corey. I talk about this one a lot. Okay, my favorite scene. All right, uh, you you changed the question there at the end, Eric. (laughs) That's true, I did. So I'll I'll, I'll expand it to scene with a moment inside it. Yes, okay, so um, my favorite moment, my favorite most emotional, hard-hitting scene is when Ahsoka closes Anakin's hand back around her little bead thing. God, yeah. that gets me every single time. But to answer your the new question that you asked is what's the scene that you show somebody that you're like, you have to do this to get into, into, into Clone Wars. I've said this a thousand times, season two, episode five, um, the uh, uh, landing at Point Rain. It's mm-hmm. it's the episode where they go back to Geonosis. Freaking Kiati Mundi goes into this cave and he he like sends up these clone troopers with flamethrowers and they kill all these Geonosians with flamethrowers. That is like <laughs> the moment that I specifically remember. Wow, the Clone Wars is dark. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Like like burning people to death. This is sick. All right, uh, Wes, favorite moment and or scene of the Clone Wars. Um, I've talked about this. In the in the Slack channel before, but uh, my favorite is when Obi Wan and Anakin are trying to save the group clones and prisoners from the uh, ship being blown up by Tal Merrick, and Anakin ignites his lightsaber and kills Tal Merrick and <laughs> right in through the back. Yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan's like he's like what Anakin I know. Like, what. He was gonna blow up the ship. <laughs> oh God, that is, so good. that is Heals such a good moment. Blood, and then you hear you hear Vader's theme, Dark Vader's theme, um, play in the background, and that's like the first instance from what I heard of when uh, Vader's theme <clears throat> plays and Anakin has that conflict. Man, in it. that's such a great one. Yeah, great Charles, what do you think? I feel like I sound like a broken record, but when we see. Maul and Obi-Wan come face to face for the first time again is probably one of my favorite. If I'm remembering correctly, it's when Maul already has his his new like lower legs and he's got that fire behind Mm -hmm. him like burning. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, he was just out of a nightmare. And seeing those two face off again was fantastic. And Obi-Wan, he says something like he's like, so it is you or something like that. Or like remember that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, all right. I'll round us off with a couple from two of our arcs we mentioned. One in the Embara arc where Rex realizes what's going on, and he runs and he says, we're clones, we're clones, take off your helmets. Mm. And, like, the desperation of realizing that they're killing each other and Rex just running into no man's land and, like, accepting that risk. That was great. That was it was beautiful. One. And then the moment in the Mortis arc where uh, Anakin has to control the light and the dark, and he puts his arms up and the entire sky starts spinning 
and you're oh, like, yeah. this is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's just That's true. it. Um, those are two of my favorites. Uh, and looking in the chat real quick, we have a couple of cool ones that are mentioned. What do we got? Uh, Ross mentions his favorite moment is when Anakin is in Barriss' room confronting her about the bombing, and then they fight. You can just kind of like feel how he's angry at her and testing her about all that. We got a couple shout-outs to Tarkin, um, <laughs> which is pretty great. When uh, Juliana mentions when they go to the Citadel to break him out. We Tarkin find out is in the show. an asshole in the Clone Wars. Oh my man. god, he is! He's so frustratingly annoying. He's like he's like your know-it-all little brother. Yeah. Uh, some great some great stuff. Some great moments, and I can't imagine how many more we're gonna have at the end of this week. Now, at the end of this episode, now I want to run down through some stuff about season seven, y'all, because I I keep saying it again. I'm a broken record, like you said, Charles. I can't believe it's happening still. We live in a world where we're kind of getting everything we want in Star Wars, but I'm still surprised that we're getting a new season of The Clone Wars dropping this Friday. So, number one, Disney Plus, if you guys haven't looked recently, has a list of 20 episodes you should watch before season seven. Have you seen this? I've heard of this. This is crazy. I can't believe this exists. There's a list. I'm going to, because there's 20 of them, we're not going to talk about all of them. Absolutely not. But I'm going to bring this up real quick, and I want to run through this, and I want you to give you, uh, I want you guys to give me your impression, okay? So these are the 20 episodes Disney Plus says you should watch before season seven, so maybe we find some clues. We have the pilot. We have the rookies episode. We have landing at Point Rain and the whole Geonosis arc. We have the first Mandalore plot, the introduction of Satine and the Mandalorians. We have the ARC Troopers episode. We have the last episodes of season four with Savage Press and the Maul reveal. We have the gathering episode where the Padawans build their lightsabers. We have that's the... an interesting choice, right? Yeah, come back to that. We have the season five uh, first episode where Maul comes back with Hondo. We have the entire Mandalorian plot in season five that Charles you said were Satine, you know. Uh, and then we have the Ahsoka plotline at the end of season five where she gets betrayed. Those are the twenty episodes. Disney Plus says you should watch before season seven. Why, why the lightsaber episode? Why the lightsaber episode? Indeed, well, that is so specific. Is it because it's Ahsoka being like a teacher or a mentor? Maybe. I mean, surely not. That that can't be important. It's just a side episode. I, but we got a we got a lot of that content also from uh, Jedi Fallen Order too. So maybe yeah, we're going to see that expand even further. Yeah, but definitely a lot of mall heavy stuff. A lot of Mandalorian heavy stuff, which we know the season of Mandalore is coming up, right? So mm-hmm. obviously they want people to know that. I think this was a super smart move on Disney Plus's part because, let's be honest, there's some stuff that can be improved with Disney Plus. I really like it. I use it all the time. I would love a chronological rewatch function. I would love an ability to restart an episode without having to rewind the whole thing. Like, totally. But the fact that they said, hey, there's a new season of something we want to push. And a lot of people don't want to watch six seasons of television. Here's 20 episodes to catch you up. I would love if more shows did this. Yeah, me too. True. That's really cool. And uh, when I found out about this, I, I got excited about the chronological order thing because it, it you know it opens the door for them to do a little custom curated stuff, which is cool. Absolutely. I mean, there is the you know I first noticed it the first time the first day they launched Disney Plus because in, in the Star Wars channel there's like the Darth Vader collection or whatever. Yep. What the hell is that yeah. all about? Like almost like specific collections. Make it easier for people to consume content. UTD.com. I, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple things now about this upcoming season seven. Because I don't, I don't want to get too cocky, right? Don't get cocky. Um, the arcs that we know about this new season will include the Bad Batch arc, 
the Ahsoka and the Underworld arc, and the Siege of Mandalore. Out of these three, um, which some of them have been storied out with storyboards you can look online. I have not looked at any of them. I love the surprise myself. I know a lot of our listeners um, and patrons to the site really love the surprise. Out of those three, which one are you guys most excited for? Bad Batch. Dang. I want more Clone Wars stuff. Yeah. Siege right. of Mandalore. Yeah. I feel like Siege of Mandalore is what I'm most excited for, but after seeing some of the new stuff that's come out, Bad Batch. Just it looks oh. so it looks so cool, man. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna does. even us out and say Siege of Mandalore myself. The Ahsoka Underworld stuff I think is gonna be freaking awesome, but I think that's gonna lead into Siege of Mandalore. So I'm kind I'm yeah. kinda cheating, I'm combining a bit. Um but if you don't know what we're talking about with those Bad Batch clips, there are clips now of YouTube, fully rendered official clips of the Bad Batch in action, and oh, 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 boy. It's sick. It is really sick. They are sick. If you don't know, the Bad Batch are Clone Squad 99. They are basically more aggressive, more intense warriors, and they fight like a unit. Like There's four of them, and they take out an entire battalion of droids. It's going to be freaking sick. Um, but as far as Siege of Mandalore goes, I can't wait. I think it's going to be the biggest, most epic battle we've seen in Clone Wars. I think it's going to be... Um, a combination of all these different arcs. And I also think to go back on our predictions, I think that's when order 66 is going to hit. I think it's going to be Ahsoka is going to fight Maul, defeat him. And then I think order 66 is going to trigger. Mm. That's my Ooh. prediction. That's my one big one. Ooh. Interesting. He's got to survive though. I mean, cause he was, you know, he was in the rebels and stuff. Oh yeah. So. I think again, defeat him. I don't think she'll kill him. It's Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. You know? maybe it'll be some kind, you know, like in you know, the Force Awakens where Kylo Ren and Rey like split up. Maybe there'll be something that like separates them so they can't like kill each other or something. I don't know. Agreed. I think there'll be maybe maybe, cool maybe the that. clones snap and start trying to kill Ahsoka, and that's what. I think that, and maybe, and there's gonna be, be something cool. with Rex, right? Like, why are Rex, Wolf, and Gregor the three that are out? Yes. How do they find out? I mean, sh- about the chip in their heads. Like, surely how, that's got to be touched. How on did the, the clones? Here's a question. Would the clones know to differentiate Maul from the Jedi, or would they also try to kill Maul? And could they potentially have to try to almost fight together to escape a whole bunch yeah. of clones trying to kill him? That's a good point. Juliana uh, brought up a good point in the chat that we get we get the Order 66, what Ahsoka is doing. We get that in the Ahsoka book. Mm-hmm. I forget what it is. It's been a long time since I've read it. Well, we know that her and Rex escape together, fake their own deaths, and like leave like graves for themselves and walk away because that's where she yeah. leaves her lightsabers there that's are right. little there are little snippets throughout that go back to the siege of mandalore and tell you a little yeah. bit more about what happened but it really doesn't tell the full story right well and hey if you want to catch up on that either before or after clone wars rereading that ahsoka novel would definitely be great i know that's an upcoming goal of ours uh and i will have that round table on this channel sooner rather than later i can tell you that now one more question i might ask you guys we have seen text in the trailers and clips from episode three that is already in the Clone Wars. So so we know there's going to be direct overlap, like word for word lines from the movie are now in the show. Mm -hmm. Mm. How do you think that's going to be handled? Do you think that we're going to get a lot of episode three stuff? I don't see that. This is why, this is why I'm scared that we're not going to get any order 66 is because like the whole TV show takes place between episode two and three. And I think it'd be very challenging to make things overlap properly. Like, I don't know if there's enough time. How many episodes of this season are going to be? I believe there's 12. I'm going to double check God, that while you just, keep talking. That's so few episodes. I just don't know if we can. Can we do Revenge of the Sith and Order 66 in the show? And Siege of Mandalore and Bad Batch? I don't know. Probably the same as always, right? There are 20. Yeah, there's 12 episodes. 
and 22 minutes or something. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to be normal length, but we'll we'll find out. You know what? If, if anything know. else, I believe in Filoni. I believe in Filoni too. I just I want Order 66. Please right. give me it well, to me. On that note, a question for you guys. I got a couple more questions before we get out of here. They went into this season knowing it's the last, right? They weren't canceled. They weren't said like you know here's all you got. There were no surprises. Filoni went in writing these knowing it's the final episodes of Clone Wars. How do you think that affected the creative process? Because before they were kind of just writing to get another season. Yeah, I it's no holds barred. Like this is, I feel like a lot of times you hear, even in like behind the scenes Star Wars documentaries about how everyone all of a sudden just realizes it's over and how sad they are and all these things. Yeah. And, and this entire cast and creative team experienced that. And then just got given a second opportunity and a second life to revisit something that they probably didn't realize how special yeah. it even was to them the first time they went through. And that fans probably yeah, didn't realize absolutely. how special it was to them until it was canceled. That's just how we operate as humans. But when you get that second chance, I have to imagine they're just going to come in with absolutely anything and everything that they wanted to do. They just threw it into this last season. And that's incredibly exciting. Yeah. You nailed it. I, I think that they know exactly what they're getting, and we are going to get something beyond our wildest freaking dreams. Um, now, without knowing anything that'll happen, guys, do you think we've got a lot of Clone Wars content this year? Like, we're getting books from the prequel era. Battlefront 2 was inundated with tons of Clone Wars updates. We're getting a whole new season. We're probably going to get some merchandise. Do you think we take a pretty long break from this era after this season? Or do you think that we'll still get, like, some comics and some books and some occasional, you know content from the from the clone wars era it's a good question i don't know they, they, they don't tend to do more than one thing at a time so like it it seems like if they're going to shift to high republic then i think they're going to hard shift to high republic but i don't know I, I don't know i agree i think so charles west any uh any ideas because again we don't speculate this is our most speculation heavy show i think we've maybe ever had so yeah it really is. what do we think let's just dive in i think there's always room for more stories during that clone wars era now that the the Mandalorian's out, there's still stories and parts of time that we don't know about that happened um, that they can still either do comics or they can do more audiobooks because we only really had one audiobook release with Dooku Jedi Lost. So they True. Could do another one, drama. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's, I think there's always something that they could do. But I also agree that they're if they run to do High Republic, they're gonna get all hands on deck to push everybody to High Republic. You know, a different question, Eric. Do you think, do you think they should take a break from this era? I mean, because we have honestly probably more hours of content in the Clone Wars era than any other era by far. Yeah, as as much as I never want to say stop the content draw, you know, give us less. I think they should. I think that this is an era that has never had finality, and the whole pitch behind this last season is a story left unfinished until now. Mm -hmm. So I think that once it's done, let it be done. I think there are, again, there are rumors of the Satine of the Sabine Ahsoka series coming later this year. I think that'd be something great to, to grab onto. That is not clone wars. It's, you know, post return of the Jedi. Let's go to there if we want. And then let's go to the high Republic. Let's let the clone wars breathe for a bit. It is. We're lucky enough to get this new cycle. Mm -hmm. Let's enjoy that. Let's relish in it. Let's get Ahsoka and Asajj into freaking Battlefront 2, and then let's take a break. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and on that last note, 
One last question, guys. We talk a lot about uh, legacy when we bring on authors, right? We, we ask them what they want their legacy to be. Before we get into Season 7, we'll obviously address this when it's done. What do we think the legacy of the Clone Wars television series will be? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think uh, I think this TV show, in a lot of ways, has redeemed the prequels in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like the prequels were, were received pretty poorly, like in their time. You know, the sequels have, in a lot of ways, been received poorly, but the prequels were different. Like, Phantom Menace was very much despised by the fan community at the time. Yeah. This was like pre-internet era, and um, man, the Clone Wars has really fixed a lot of the lack of character development. It's it's fixed the romantic relationship between Padme and Anakin. It's it's fixed Anakin's motivations in a lot of ways. Like it it has redeemed the prequels, and it, it's made all of us look at Anakin as a character completely differently. And I don't know that's a that's a pretty big legacy to have a TV show meant for children to like, you know, come back and change the way that bunch of adults like view you know these films that came well before it yeah absolutely charles west thoughts yeah i think you were kind of hitting on what i think it is right at at the end there especially Corey. i think that seeing the fandom continue to grow um with the younger generation that's coming up that's going to be the legacy of the clone wars that's a a great way you know it's yeah it's, it's nowadays young kids probably aren't relating to those films, you know, the original trilogy films as well as people did when they initially came out. But the clone wars was literally just packaged, wrapped up with a bow for those kind of people. And we still enjoy it as well, but you know, it's a great entry way, a a great gateway into star Wars as a whole. And I think that we're going to see the ramifications and the effects of this for years and years to come. Totally. Wes, right. And I think that, I guess one of the legacy, part of it, I guess, would be um, that you can tell a good story and it be animated. You can have an animated story and be an adult and watch it and be okay and talk about it with your friends and and have it sew up loose ends. Um, But I think it's a it's a good, I guess, it's a good piece for for everybody to watch and that there's stories that can be told from this and that you can add on to to the films and not have to relate to it. Oh, yeah, by the way, it was a cartoon. It doesn't have to be um, added in there. Yeah. Agreed with what you guys said. Redemption of character 100%, redemption of the prequels, and kind of the emergence of animation as something that, you know, it's, it's funny. As Star Wars fans, a lot of us are told, like, you know, hide in the shadows a little bit. Don't admit you like a thing because people might call you a nerd or call you dumb. Within this community, there was still kind of a thought about that uh, with the Clone Wars when early on. Like, don't say you like animation in Star Wars. And now I think that is finally lifting and finally being able to be excited. Like, the fact that Ahsoka is a top five character in Star Wars for most people and never having appeared in a live-action media is incredible. And I think that the legacy of the Clone Wars is putting animation on the same level as the films for a lot of people and saying stories in all mediums matter just as much, which is what we kind of found Utini on. We love these yeah. books. We love these comics Absolutely. because they are just as important as these films. And on that note, if you want more Clone Wars EU material, we want to recommend a few things. You can read Dark Disciple by Christy Golden, Asajj Ventress, and Quinlan Voss. Corey's favorite Jedi are in that one. Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston, as we just mentioned, talks a lot about her trials post-Order 66. Clone Wars Wild Space by Karen Miller has an awesome story with Bail Organa and Obi-Wan Kenobi, which we mentioned earlier. 
and the Republic Commando series, which just got finished being talked about on Legends Look Back, that Patreon series, if you want more Mandalore lore. <sighs> Guys, it's coming. Friday morning, as a last reminder, we will be up watching the show bright and early on utini.com slash discord. Join our Discord community. Jump into that Clone Wars chat at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We will be going full spoilers about the first episode of Season 7 of the Clone Wars. And I can't wait, guys. We're living in the greatest timeline. And on that, my friends, my compatriots, my brothers, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new, we hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in every single week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. If you're looking to buy some of these books and you want to help support this show, look up your book on Utini, click on the Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on Patreon.com slash Utini or on TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs is now live, as well as our Queen's Shadow Handmaiden shirt. We are brave. Unfortunately, tonight we ran a little long. We will not have an aftermath after show, but tune in next week where we will be bringing that back. A special thank you to Drew Ibrando and Patrick Ortiz and our Jedi High Council and Timothy Dunlap on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support. And you know what? One more special thank you to Ross Orlando, who has been the silent benefactor of our, of our Patreon Alliance High Command. You guys heard about Ross Orlando? Yeah, he's an all right guy, I guess. He's, he's pretty cool. That man Ross. That man Ross, indeed. He supports the Patreon Alliance High Command. And y'all, he's been a shadow benefactor. Because he hasn't been in the freaking outro for weeks. Well, he's been all over Discord, so. Yes. So, uh, a special, special thank you to Ross. You have great opinions because they're mine. They're the same. So keep that up. We love you, buddy. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Freddie, our producer. And Wes, our community manager and freaking fourth co-host this week. It was a blast. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Tune into Clone Wars on Friday, and as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living Force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.